Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars the Podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I'm here with the best host in the galaxy. First off, we have the ever-elusive Grant. Hello there. And the funny one, Wesley. What's up, dorks? The commentator, Andrew. Hello. And our very own Jedi Archive, Dietrich. So I'm just sitting here trying to do the math and, and figuring out how elusive does Grant have to be before he goes on the endangered species list. <laughs> and um, the answer to that is miss one or two more episodes. Um, but Grant has had a lot going on lately, guys. I think this is the first time Grant has joined us as a married man. That is true. So, um, how are you and Thrawn doing? Uh, we're doing very well. Uh, but this little kid named Ezra keeps bothering us. He just won't go away. Right. Well, uh, hopefully you don't plan mass murder against this child and go to prison with your uh, new beloved uh, alien. Um, so, <laughs> let's get right into our Star Wars news. Now, hear this. Now, hear this. Now, hear this. Now, you hear this, whoever you are. So to get this ball rolling on our Star Wars news, we have found out that the Book of Boba Fett has wrapped its production as far as the filming goes. Um, I'm sure they're doing all the post-production stuff now. but uh, So that has finished filming. They are starting the Kenobi series, or may have already started the Kenobi series. But the only thing that uh, is probably bad news for all of the fans out there is that... Mandalorian season three is on hold until they can finish filming the Kenobi series, which is very okay. interesting. There's got to be a reason for that. Probably because uh, the producers or directors same production team. Yeah, same production team and budget probably. And so they wait to roll over to the next quarter to have the full budget they want. But they only can only be stretched so far. Yeah, it, it seems like they're using all the same sound stages from what the article uh, reads. Uh, so the stages that they're using for Kenobi are the same sound stages that they're going to use for The Mandalorian Season 3. But I did read as well that The Book of Boba Fett is going to be a closer spinoff to um, The Mandalorian than probably like Ahsoka or Rangers of the New... Well, Rangers of the New Republic isn't happening anymore, but what it was going to be. Um, I have read on there that there are some characters from The Mandalorian that are going to be on the Book of Boba Fett. So that's something to look forward to and maybe give us some of the uh, story for these characters in the gap between. You know, as long as they keep rolling out new Star Wars material, I'm happy. Keeps us employed. Gives us something to talk about. Yeah. Who's getting paid? Well, (laughs) I was going to say, for us to be employed, we have to be making money. So if anyone wants to sponsor this podcast... uh, you know, Dork Wars the Podcast. Excuse me, Dork Wars Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, and we also have a Patreon. Yes, we have started a Patreon. So if you like what you hear, it's a perfect time to plug our new Patreon. Um, just search Dork Wars the Podcast Patreon and it will take you right to it. You can also uh, get our link tree. It's uh, linktr.ee.com forward slash like Dork Wars the Podcast, but instead of spaces, it's underscores. So, that um, sounds very accurate. Just just it, Google yeah. Linktree, Dork Wars the Podcast. And you'll get all of our links. 
what would they get for sponsor, I guess? Uh, you will get early access to the episodes. You will get some special content. We are still working on these things. There is a full list of the benefits of becoming a patron on our Patreon. So go check that out. So in other news, it seems that Liam Neeson is playing coy about his involvement in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And I don't know if it's a misdirect. I don't know if it's the truth. But Liam Neeson is reporting that he has not been contacted or approached to reprise his role as Qui-Gon Jinn in the Kenobi series. Bull. What? He just needs to show up. He doesn't need to be asked. He just needs to show up and take the part. <laughs> you know, that's how he got Qui-Gon Jinn uh, the original time. He wasn't supposed to be in The Phantom Menace. So it was supposed to be someone else, and uh, he just showed up on set one day and said, I'm better. Use me. And uh, <laughs> that's just start rolling the camera. So that means that they're just going to not have Qui-Gon Jinn, right? I mean, that's what that has to mean, right? No. If, if this if this is true, if, if it is true that he has not been approached, if it is true that he has not been asked to play Qui-Gon Jinn in this series, I'm assuming there's no Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. But. Because but, they would ask him. Yeah, they would ask him. Of course they would. They're not going to be like, dude, you were supposed to show up. We, you heard Kenobi was going on. Um... But I, I think it's I think it's a misdirect. Like, how can you have the Kenobi series? How can you have him doing his um, one with the Force, Force Ghost training without showing Qui Gon? And I think that's what a lot of this show is going to be about is his is his journey to attaining the Force Ghost ability. I don't know. At this point, I think you're completely wrong. Because like we've been we've been speculating for years about stuff. It doesn't work out. It's never true. So, you know, that's Disney's thing now is they're going to be like, oh, you're going to think one thing and we're going to pull the rug out from underneath you. Bam. Gotcha. That's true. It's probably going to be like Obi-Wan fighting a bunch of bad guys, some Empire people. At the very end, this old lady is going to show up at his head on Tatooine and she's going to ask him, sir, what is your name? And he's going to say, my (laughs) name is Ben. Ben Skywalker. Oh, God. No, not again. I'll be surprised if they don't go with the same formula that they've been going with for the last couple of new shows, where it's just every single episode is like a new side mission, and there's one or two or maybe even three overall arcs throughout. I don't know. There's only six episodes. I don't think they really have time for the side missions. Like, it's it's going to have to be like straight story. Like, it's going to have to be like a six-hour movie if you piece it all together. It, I mean, that's what I think, anyway. How long are the episodes, have they said? I don't think that has been stated, but I I don't know. I, I really don't know, but I, I have high hopes for this series, and I think it would do Disney well to play into the fan service a little bit on this one. Um, this is a character that everyone knows and loves. There's so much lore behind his character. We already have so much of him in the prequels and the originals and Clone Wars. Like, this is one that Disney should probably I hate to say play safe but they can't mess this one up don't go too out of the box don't don't go too out of the box you know just just stay in your lane Disney yeah that's what we thought about Luke Skywalker and then look who we got so I'm just saying like we were like there's no way they'll mess up Luke everybody's waited for Luke for 30 years bam right in the kisser you know yeah that's true we is, is Dave Filoni heading this up let's hope Dave Filoni's heading this up I feel like if Dave Filoni was heading it up, Liam Neeson would have been asked to be in it. Yeah, but who's who's saying Liam Neeson isn't just deflecting? Hmm. 
Is deflection one of his particular set of skills? <laughs> it's one of I, Disney's. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't have his player card up in front of me right now, but I would think so. That was a Taken reference, right? Yes, that was a Taken reference, but you know what? I'm, I'm glad that he went to D&D on that one. Uh, yes. <laughs> I did. I don't, I don't even really play D&D. Um, actually, I've never played D&D, unfortunately. Even though you've been invited a million I've been invited. Diedrich invites me, for everyone listening, Diedrich invites me to play D&D every time that his group gets together. Star Wars D&D. Star He's Wars D&D D at that, and I love Star Wars, but it's just, it's, it's never in the cards. It's, I never roll a 20. I just never roll a 20. A nat 20. You got to say nat. You roll a one every time, dude. I never roll a nat 20. See, maybe I, I, I need to go to one. I mean, I would I would accept a dirty 20 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, and I don't like the sound of that. It, it just means you have, to, you have to do some math. Listen, his, uh, his <laughs> intelligence modifier isn't high enough to understand. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I feel I feel so lost that we have to uh, probably just kick it into into uh, light speed and get out of here. Uh, so, guys, I have read that J.J. Abrams had no plan going into the sequel trilogy. Duh! Is that news? Huh? That's not... Hold on. Didn't we do news, like, a couple weeks ago where he had a plan? No. He had no plan. Zero. Did anybody think he had a plan? Listen, his plan was follow whatever Kathleen Kennedy said because she signed his check. Then who was it? Who was it? Because we did news where someone had a plan for the sequel. I think that was Ryan Johnson is who you're uh, referring to. Oh, well, th- thank you, Grant. Thank you for not just saying no. I don't know if it was even Ryan Johnson. I think it was it was a different guy. There was a... Who... Who was the writer? Someone wrote... It was Ryan Johnson. I, re- I read that... Or no. Um, Ryan Johnson no, wrote was, episode eight and directed it. And he had a right. plan for what he wanted to do for nine, is what it was, is what I believe we're referring to here. There was There was another writer who wrote a script for episode nine. I think he was the original person slated to do the script. Uh, and Trevor. Trevor Noah. Trevor Navarro. Navarro. Yep. There we go. Trevor Noah is a different guy yeah. from the daily show. Oh, uh, my bad. Yeah. Tre- Trevor Navarro. That's correct. I-, I-, I think we may have been talking about him. I don't know exactly. I don't quite remember. There's too many but writers, he- too many things happening with the sequel trilogy and it's all end up a mess. So I think that's the problem with the sequel trilogies. You have, so many ideas, so many writers, and they had no plan going in, as stated by J.J. Abrams. It just seems like there was too many cooks in the kitchen on this one. Dang, sounds um, like politics. <laughs> well, let's not get into that on Dork Wars the podcast. I'd hate for I us think to he's lose talking about the. <laughs> I mean, that's not. It's just just talking about the general. You can't come to a consensus. Oh, I thought you were talking basically. about how there's too many senators that are just trying to pull off too many bad things in the republic. <laughs> I thought you guys were just talking about how everybody loves politics, and that's the reason why the prequels are such great movies. (laughs) They are great movies. Anyways, um, it just seems that uh, had I directed Star Wars The Force Awakens, and then, you know, I directed The the Rise of Skywalker, and I did the same job that uh, J.J. Abrams did, I don't think I would admit that I didn't have a plan going in. 
Like, that's one of those things you kind of play close to the vest, you know? Like, yeah, I had creative di direction. That's a good deflection, right? Like, um, I had I had a uh, I had a vision for this film, and it didn't quite work out. That sounds a lot better to, yeah, dude, we just showed up and started filming. Yeah, I mean... Like, <laughs> well, I think it was more along the lines, he didn't have a plan. He just kind of had to go in and do what the higher-ups told him to, because at that point, you know, Disney was being very... Higher-ups were being very hands-on with Star Wars as they are not now, and you see the difference. I don't know if that's true, but what I do know is that J.J. Abrams has a history of starting series off and someone else taking over. That That is true. I don't think he ever goes into a series just like, oh, here's the... Let me just spend months and months and months or two years planning out an entire series just to only do one. He just comes in, he uh, starts filming, puts a few lens flares in there, and... Uh, calls it a day and yet we still go watch jj abrams films yeah because they're awesome all of jj abrams films <laughs> well, I mean, are awesome it's just th that whoa 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 the force awakens was not awesome. okay 99 percent of jj abrams films are awesome rise of skywalker was that the awesome one okay the cinematics and the choreography and it were great other than that it was dude can you name another bad jj abrams movie my friend uh, yeah, Into Darkness was pretty terrible. What? What? Oh my gosh. That's a hot take. Into Darkness was a great film. I liked Into Darkness a lot. That was a really good spin on Wrath of Khan. We're going to morph uh, Dork Wars into Star Dork? Star Dork? No, let's not do that. We, dude, we'd probably lose more fans over that than politics, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I enjoyed the Star Trek movies. In fact... Welcome to Star Dork. Space, the final frontier. I mean, you say that, but my wife actually really loves Star Trek. Oh, come on. Grand Admiral Thrawn does not like Star Trek. <laughs> We're talking <laughs> no, about there's stop. order, there's a bridge... I mean, what's there not to like? That's true. The warp core? You know what? They have warp drives. Thrawn probably really does like Star Trek. That's probably where he got most of his ideas from. Hmm. He does seem more like a Trek character with the way he... I was about to say that. He's like yeah, a Vulcan kind of. He really does. Wow. We are, we are bridging some major, major territory here. But yeah, I'm just... Um, I'm uh, I'm saddened that J.J. Abrams didn't give uh, the Star Wars franchise enough reverence to uh, at least have some sort of plan going in. I mean, at that point, he was already working on Star Trek, though. I mean, he's like, I've already made success here. I don't have to make success to the other fans of, you know, anything Star. I mean, he was already working on Star Trek. I mean, he'd at that point, he'd already Trek. made, yeah, well, he had already made that. It's like, I already made these fans happy. I don't need to make, you know, this other star thing happy. You know, the well, other star thing. So once again, I'm just going to go back to my point that he wasn't even supposed to direct more than one. So why would he create a whole plan for three when he was only supposed to do one? Yeah, D Disney should have well, done that. Disney should have an outline. That's not his fault, that's though. True. You can't sit on J.J. Abrams yeah, for... I, I'm not the one sitting on J.J. Abrams. Uh, you have. So... You have, Dietrich. <laughs> you took a big poop right on J.J. Pooped all over him. Let me get out the wipes. Bantha poo -doo. Okay, we... <laughs> 
<laughs> we have come to this. We are at a very low point in this episode. Please stick with us so we can uh, crawl ourselves out of this deep pit of despair. What are we talking uh, about? We're stuck. You're... <laughs> what is our main topic tonight, Blake? So, <laughs> our main topic for the evening, we are going to be talking about the nature of the Force. The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. This is a topic that we have teased and talked about and kind of brushed at since the beginning of our show. I think we mentioned it in maybe the first or second episode. It's like, you know what? That'd be a good episode is talk about the nature of the Force. And we never got to it. So here we are getting to things. I'm pretty excited about it, actually. Getting to things is cool. Yes, we. It's, I feel like we have up, up, upheld a promise, and I'm cool fulfilled. with it. Fulfilled a promise. That sounds way more prophetic. The prophecy has been fulfilled by Blake. But, you know, we already talked about that in another episode about prophecy, so let's not go there. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you want to listen to that, you can look at episode... I don't have them right in front of me, but it's an episode from before where it talks about the Chosen One. So go check that out if you haven't already. So who is the chosen one? The nature of the force. So tonight we're going to kind of brush on the the nature of the force in terms of light side, dark side. Is there a bridge between um, kind of the different way the force is perceived maybe in the different trilogies, legends, and new Disney canon. Um, we're going to try to bridge all of this stuff together and come up with some kind of coherent discussion. So stay tuned to see if we can do that. Um, Andrew seems to be very passionate about this subject. Uh, I think I think it's actually a comment that he made that brought this about. Um, so, Andrew, I'm going to ask you this question, and I want you to answer. Do you think the Force is divided into light and dark, and that is it. Um, no, and that I never said that before. I think that those who can access the Force in a strong way are either inherently good or inherently bad, and that there are gray Jedi, because that's canon, and it's been proven, but it's not like, it's kind of similar to Dragon Ball Z, that's the best way I can put it. It's very similar to Dragon Ball Z, Ooh. where the Force exists in everyone, but only certain people can access it. So now we're doing uh, Star Ball Z, the podcast. I like that. His power level is over 9,000. <laughs> over 9,000? Okay, quick question, though, because where in canon does it say Great Jedi is a thing? This is for sure totally a thing in canon. I was actually going to ask that question as well. So, Andrew, the please ma- elaborate. The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, seems very obvious to me. 
that Ahsoka. Well, is... they didn't come out and say that she no. was the actual okay. word Great Jedi. Yeah, they didn't come out and say it, but they're not going to give Ahsoka two arcs. They're not going to give her two arcs where she separates from the Jedi and then all of a sudden she comes back to the Jedi. Like that would be silly. So you're talking about an inference that that are gray Jedi. And if we're just going to bridge the topic real quick, I don't think that Ahsoka's a gray Jedi. I think she identifies as a Jedi in the Mandalorian because the entire order has been wiped out. There's no, kind of she been doesn't. A... Uh, she doesn't even do that. She says, I'm not a Jedi, and yeah. that's why she doesn't train Grogu. Yeah, she's Grogu. very clear that she's not did, a Jedi. Did she say she wasn't a Jedi yes. in that episode? Yeah. Yes. I must have missed it. Well, it's 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 weird because she agrees initially to train him. Remember, she does agree. They make a deal. And yes, she re- but... Yeah. She goes back on their deal because she's like, well, I'm not technically a Jedi. And that's because she was meditating and then ended up finding out what Grogu was supposed to do, which was go to Luke to change the, you know, the sequel trilogy to where it doesn't exist. Come on. That's way more inference than Grey Jedi. <laughs> well, and that's why I think Blake might have a good point in that there's a possibility that she is, like, not exactly... She's, she might be doing the old, oh, I'm not a Jedi. Ha! Gotcha! You know? Like, she might be doing I don't... That. So... My intake on this, and this is not a Soka episode, so I won't stay long on it, is just that she isn't doing anything inherently good or evil based on, you know, her beliefs as a Jedi, but just because she wants the best for the galaxy is where she's at. In exactly, my which is what a, that's the whole point of a I great think that's Jedi. a good Jedi. And that's, that's a good Jedi. But no. That's just a Jedi, though. No, that's not a that's Jedi. That's what a Jedi should be. No, that's not what a Jedi should be either. What should a Jedi be then? Exactly what a Jedi is in the prequels. But that's if they were so no, the prequel Jedi were actually wrong, and that's exactly why, uh, that's Yoda what a Jedi them. is. They're supposed that's, to be wrong. Well, they weren't always that way. Exactly, they, they became that way. Yeah, they weren't supposed to be that way. But that's the thing. That's what happens. It's 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 hard for me to get into this without actually talking about politics. But the Sith are an extreme end of the spectrum. Jedi are an extreme end of the spectrum. The whole point of the sequels and the whole point of Luke Skywalker talking about, you know, I don't agree with the Jedi. I don't agree with the Jedi anymore. I think that they were kind of wrong, but I also think the Sith are wrong. So I'm going to be kind of in the middle, a.k.a. gray Jedi, is what people are supposed to be. Uh, If everyone is gray Jedi, then there is balance in the Force. Is Maul a gray Sith? No, because, so, Grey Jedi, in my opinion, Grey Jedi doesn't mean partially Jedi. It means you're right in the middle. There's just not really a good term for exactly in the middle. Ahsoka never shows any dark side tendencies at all, though. It doesn't, you don't have to show dark side tendencies. She actively fights the dark side. She fights the dark side in Rebels. To, To have true balance, you'd have to have light and dark. There's balance. Two Jedis, two Sith... Everyone else is gray Jedi. That's balance. If there's only two Sith that exist, and there's 400 Jedi, that's not balance. That's why the Jedi got wiped out, because there has to be balance. That's why people are kind of leaning towards the exact middle. In order to have dark side powers, like lightning, um, seethe, different force powers like that, you have to actually be... Sith, you have to be bad. Not true. At least in Legends, Luke Skywalker used. Most but we're of talking those. about he was canon, not a Sith. So we're talking about canon. And well, even in canon, he he choked uh he choked someone in Jabba's palace in Episode Six. Uh, one of the uh, guards, and that's considered a dark side power. But, but he still he, used it. 
yeah, and he's considered to be in the dark side kind of pathway. Like we don't know what Luke's going to be at the beginning of Episode Six. It's so, well, continuing on to my point, the whole point of what I'm trying to say is that all Sith can access all Sith power or all Force powers except for specific ones, like. You know, I can't even think of what are some Jedi force powers that Sith can't use. Where are you getting this idea uh, that I don't believe I don't believe there is any. Exactly. Force heal is technically a thing that I mean, if you're talking about legends, force heal is a thing Force. No, I'm like, talking about yeah. canon. You can't talk about legends. Legends doesn't exist. That's OK. Well, force heal is a thing that exists in canon. Thanks to the sequel. Trilogy. Exactly. But so is keeping someone alive forever. So two sides of the same coin. Exactly. It's possible to beat Grad Jedi without accessing Sith powers. Is all I'm trying to say. But what about what about Ray? Ray blows up that um, that transport in Rise of Skywalker. That's canon, right? She wasn't a Sith. Yeah, but how does she blow it up? Force lightning. So then maybe Grey Jedi can access both powers. There's no the the, the whole thing is it, my point of view on this entire subject. Since we've been just stuck on this and arguing, is that there is no inherent light or dark of the force there's just the force and how people use it is how it shapes it for themselves so that is very much so the new like philosophy the disney like way of thinking and can i just say real quick george lucas in a couple of interviews was like anytime you're using the dark side you're attaining the natural order of things there is no balance there's no such thing in having two sith for every or two jedi per your two sith that that is not balance having a sith at all is imbalance well, then that doesn't make sense because he's the one that wrote Yoda saying that there has to be balance in the Force. How can there be balance if there's only Jedi? Because originally, originally the Jedi weren't inherently good or evil. They wouldn't get involved in anything, only in keeping the peace. That's all they were supposed to do originally. It's when uh, the uh, prequel trilogy comes in that we find that they've been tainted and have been interfering in things they shouldn't have. And we don't know exactly when that starts. But Yoda says that after the prequels. Yeah, what, what are you saying Yoda says? I'm sorry. I, I missed that. Balance in the Force. He's talking to Luke. Luke has to become a Jedi in order yeah, to Yeah, because he, he wants him to kill Palpatine. And I think a lot of times the word balance is, is kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, ambiguous? Yeah, ambiguous. Like I, think, I don't think it's like a math equation. Like It's got to be two on both sides. I think it's more like putting balance into or putting the force into a natural state where it's not tilted um and in this case toward the dark side or towards the light and or towards the light in any way because you think about it when it's when anything tilts one way to try and correct itself it's going to try and tilt the other way any way possible so that is the new way of thinking that's like how disney has has brought about now like characters like the bindu where yes but literally go ahead there can't be darkness if light doesn't exist. Good can't exist without bad. So balance has, there has to be a balance and it can't be just good. Yeah, I agree. That is the new way of thinking about it. That is like the, the new way Disney is trying to set up how the force How works. is that the that's, new way when that's what Yoda was trying to That do. is the canon. That is the canon way. Yoda was trying to get Luke to kill both Vader and Palpatine. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that because Yoda would have to be smart enough to know that once Palpatine is gone, someone else will be there to replace him. 
And I think what well, Yoda that's... was talking about was that Palpatine has lived for forever, eons, and that that's not okay. Balance of the Force is taking that out. Do we but know that? that? No, that we fact? don't yeah. know that. There's nothing implicitly that states that. And kind of going back on what Diedrich is saying, I, I agree with him in the way that the new way that Disney is, that they're trying to say, hey, we need equal number of light and dark. And that's kind of what why you see Ray and Kylo, their story arcs kind of bring them towards the middle. Um, if you notice that throughout the sequels, you know, the light is always pulling at Kylo and the dark is always pulling at Ray. And it, it, they kind of meet in that middle space. And I honestly think that is a cool idea for a story. I thought that was one of the only things that the sequel trilogy had to offer me that was really, really cool. I wish they would have expounded on the idea more. But we can talk about that in a different episode. But when, when Diedrich's talking about George Lucas and what he said about his six, that to to have balance, to only have light would be balance. In, in his way of thinking, because that's peace. There's no chaos. There's nothing like that. Well, yeah, with Lucas, there was really no, like, he, he didn't feel as if you needed to have that equation type of thing. Any any use of the dark side is tainting the force. And even in the original, in the original trilogy, I mean, it was a very, it was very much a good versus evil. The Jedi, well, not even the Jedi versus the Sith, because they didn't even say Sith. Um, but the rebels against the empire, Luke Skywalker, Jedi against the evil Darth Vader. They and do Palpatine. say, they, they do say they're Sith Lords, or at least Vader is a Lord of the Sith. They do say that. Yeah. And see, so I know I said earlier in the episode that I was talking about, like, if everyone was gray Jedi and there were two Sith, two Jedi, but my point really, that's not even really how I feel. How I feel is that obviously Yes, Yoda was trying to get rid of Palpatine, but that Palpatine unbalanced the Force by trying to live forever and trying to live by the rule of two. And so I don't actually mean it to be equation where it's two equals two, but more of get rid of Palpatine, more Sith will exist, but then more Jedi will exist. At that point in time, there weren't really any Jedi, and that was because Palpatine existed. So if they got rid of Palpatine then it would bring balance to the Force. I understand that Lucas, you know, 30 years later, stated something that he probably came to that conclusion, you know, maybe 20 years later, and then stated it 10 years after that. But when he was creating Star Wars, I don't think he was thinking in equations or in, you know, only good exists. I think he was thinking that Palpatine existed for hundreds of years, and we had to get rid of him so that Jedi could exist. I think that's an interesting idea. And I just don't I know how. How do you know that he? How does anybody know how long Palpatine? Is that just a thing there's you no think Yoda? No, there's was. no exact timeline. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying there's an exact timeline, but I am. But it's it's canon. Is it not canon that Palpatine was trying to live forever? That he was living by the rule of two. Yeah. yeah. But we don't know that he had been living for hundreds and hundreds of years. I don't know if there's any canon material that states when he was born. That's true, but it's also canon that he wiped out all the Jedi, right? Yeah, he wiped out all the Jedi. Most of the Jedi. So at this point where Yoda was talking about he needs to bring balance to the Force, the idea was Palpatine was kind of the only major Force user in the galaxy at that point. Others existed, but they were hiding. 
and they had to come out of hiding only if Palpatine could be wiped out. But then once Palpatine's wiped out, the rule of two is gone. You'll have more Sith come in. Why, why will but then his, you'll have more Jedi. Why would Vader not continue on the rule of two? In fact, he tried to with his son. Because yeah. Vader chose not to live by the rule of two. And Yoda probably knew that Vader still had a heart because Yoda knew Vader. So there's, there is a lot of inference in this theory. Of course That's the is. only thing. There's a lot so of we're inference talking about... in your theory as well. Yeah, but you want to keep bringing it to canon. Everything's got to be canon. Well, none of, none of that's canon, really, because we don't know those things. And maybe we'll get some material that expounds upon, um, and it might be in the new Vader comics. I have not read the newer Vader comics. I'm still on the last batch of Vader comics. I would argue um, that there. I would argue that there's no canon to support the idea that balance only exists when only Jedi exist. Just because. George Lucas says something in an interview doesn't mean that's canon. Not anymore. You're right. Not anymore. But we're kind of talking about what it was. There's two. Well, all I'm saying is there's two different like ways of looking at it. There's the way he was looking at it in his original creation, and then there's the way they've been shifting it since the Clone Wars, which was in a time that he still was the head of Lucasfilm. So it has evolved over time. That's all I'm trying to say. Wesley, do you have anything to say, man? Yeah, actually, I just have a quick thought about it. And to Andrew's point, there isn't a whole lot of information out there on the Force. So we're pretty much left to make inferences about our theories that we're presenting. But I think so far we've focused primarily on the two prominent sects of Force philosophy, which are the Jedi and the Sith. However, the Clone Wars introduced the concept of the cosmic force. I was curious to see what y'all's thoughts on that were. Yeah, good thing to bring up because you got the the Dathomir witches, who are another force using group, and then you've got the son, the uh, the son, the daughter, and the and, no, the, uh, and the father, right? Yeah, the brother, yeah, sister, the and father. So you've got yeah. all of these other force using entities that exist outside of the Sith and Jedi paradigm. Well, I think what uh, Wesley's getting there is how do we interpret that being in the force and everything like that. Um, for me, I think it's very interesting and brings it a, a real idea to it, how um, the father being the one in the middle, you could consider him the quote-unquote great Jedi, as we've been referring to it as in this podcast and multiple podcast episodes. Um, and then you have the son, which is the dark side user, and then the daughter, which is the light side user. And ultimately, well, Andrew left, and ultimately um, it ends up with, you know, the daughter getting killed by the son, and then it ends up where Anakin kills the son, and it's just the father left. I mean, I don't know. That's a pretty interesting point. So it's just kind of like, ultimately, the Sith, or the dark side and the light side, I'm not going to use Sith or Jedi, because they can take multiple forms, I'll say, um, ends up with both dead, and all that's left is the one in the middle. No, the, the, son, the son is the dark side. He was the one who survived. The father died. And... No, no. I thought it was Anakin killed the killed the son, like because no. the father told him to kill him. No, the the son is the one that survived. The father died, and the the daughter is now in the form of a like it's argued to be Ahsoka. Ahsoka is, is in a oh, way. Oh, the, the owl with Ahsoka. That's correct. That's correct. It's the owl with Ahsoka. Yeah, because Ahsoka died on Mortis, and the daughter pretty much breathed her life into her. Um. 
is you know, and there's can be some inference in that, but yeah, you see the little owl. I cannot remember what the little owl's called. Mordecai it has a or name something. Of what it is. Morai. Morai. <sighs> something like that. But yeah, pretty much the spirit of the son and the spirit of the daughter are still around. But this is kind of where I wanted to steer this conversation is I think the force is much broader than light side, dark side, Jedi, Sith. And, you know, you have characters in canon now like the Bendu and like we said, the Mortis Trio, the the Dathomir Witches, um, even in Legends, which I know are not canon. But when talking about the Force, there are still a lot of people who love those books and consider them to be their canon. And there are times that I do as well. I still read those books. Who likes Plo Koon a lot? No, I love Plo Koon. So Plo Koon's people, like his native people, have their own sect of light side Force users. Which aren't Jedi. Right. But they're inherently good, aren't they? Yes. Which goes towards my argument. It doesn't matter they're not considered the Jedi. Yeah, but They're, even we've been referring to just Jedi and Sith. We need right. to refer to it as light side and dark side users, and uh, but those that goes middle, to I what suppose. I'm talking about. I mean, if you're going to refer to it that way, then that, you're just proving my point that you have to be inherently good or inherently bad to access the Force, unless that is not ex- that is not at all. That's not exact. That's not at all what we were saying. No, because you have characters like the Bindu who is strictly in the middle because he he does help. He does help like Kanan and Ezra. Yeah, he helps Kanan and Ezra learn Force stuff, but not because it will affect anything on the light side of the Force. Um, he is just there. He is an entity in the Force, and he n- neither affects the Force in a dark way or a light way. He is just and is a that Force a, being. Is that a Clone Wars thing? I mean, Maul showed up, and he didn't attack him either. No, he didn't attack Maul when he showed up to... To fight Kanan so is that and Ezra. like a Clone Wars thing? Where is all this coming no, from? No, it's Rebels. That's Rebels? Thrawn. He fought... Um, well, that was only because yep. they came and attacked his planet. And yeah. then he attacked everybody. He attacked the Rebels. He attacked the Empire. He attacked anyone that was but there and wasn't leaving. Force powers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He. I mean, he was a Force being. He was like a god, kind of. Yeah. In fact, he... Um, one line that he says... Uh, I'm neither light nor the dark. I'm the Bindu, the one in the middle. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go forward referencing them, at least with Ezra being involved, since he heard that, as the Bindu, people who are neither inherently light or dark. That's so interesting to me that you guys are like, you guys really don't like the sequels because they bring in a whole new idea of the Force, but then you support Rebels, which is bringing in this idea of a god. So it's not a literal god it is like a creature of the force and i i don't i don't hate the way that the force is portrayed in the sequels i actually think it's pretty neat how they like i said earlier how they bring both of those characters kind of to the middle ground of the force yeah i don't think anybody's problem with the sequel trilogy is their their showing of the force that is not at all my problem with the sequel trilogy that that may honestly be the one of the best things about the sequel trilogy is the way they deal with really? the force I would agree. I, I really like the way the Force was portrayed in the sequel trilogy. They do a very great job with it, and that's probably, I would agree, the best thing in the sequels. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole... Well, what are your issues with the sequels? Oh, God, the, the plot doesn't make sense. The it, the three movies don't really line up very well. Um, 
there was just bringing people back to life for no reason. Yeah, Kylo Ren's character development, while it was, I, I liked his arc, there were things that were awkward about it. Um, like, I, I think it could have been a little bit more stable. Mm. Yeah, my main problem with the sequels is just the story is not coherent. And yeah, very, But The Force itself, I love The Force. Uh, the Force story is good. The rest of the plot that the actual stories went through and the arc. So you like the idea that Luke all of a sudden decided that he was going to attack one of his Padawans? You like all of that? Because that's part of the Force. That's not what a Jedi does. That wasn't a. That wasn't part of the Force. That's part of his character arc. That's a story. Yeah, that's a story decision. But that's no. That's part of. That is the not force. how they're treating that, the Force, Andrew. That's how they're writing the story. No, that that's his character. That's his character arc, not the Force's arc. You got to see the Force as a character because it is a living being. Like the Force didn't make Luke attack Ben. Like that's that's not what we're saying at all. It's what? Like I think that is uncharacteristic of Luke. I don't think Luke exactly. would have ever attacked his nephew like that unless he like actively exactly was doing dark side stuff. Exactly. So if he was a Jedi, he wouldn't do something like that, right? Well, that that's part of his character arc that I don't like. And we're and and then again you're you're equating Jedi with Force, like the Jedi are not. I all didn't the force. say that. I'm saying that he was a Jedi. He was a representation of what Jedi are supposed to be. Correct. Right, but not the Force. And we're talking about the Force. I like the Force ideas in the sequel trilogy. I don't know. I don't agree with that. I don't think that you can have the story arcs without the Force. I don't think that the story arcs would exist if he wasn't turned into a gray Jedi. I mean, he, like, I don't know. Well, Luke didn't turn into a gray Jedi. Luke turned into a hermit who cut himself off from the Force. Can you be a gray Jedi if you have no connection? And then after that, what happened? He turned it back on. He attacked, he turned it back on, and he was a light side user because he force projected himself and fought the First Order. Force force projection. That's a a new power. A new power for just the light siders. Well, I wouldn't say that because uh, Kylo and Ray both kind of did it. Exactly. I would. I wouldn't say they weren't projecting. They were like they were like with each other and and the dyad. They were projecting. They were both okay. projecting. And I, I don't think that's the same thing at all. But that's kind of what you were trying to say. That my argument was earlier is that it's all inference, which is kind of what yours is too. Everybody's is inference. Well, I think there are more things grounded in evidence that you can use. You can infer smaller things. Like, I'm not going to infer someone's whole motivation as a character in general because of something slight they said one time, kind of, sort of. Like, I know that um, when you're talking about Yoda, you thought Yoda... Um, was trying to bring balance to the Force by having two Sith no, over that's here, not two what Jedi I was saying. over here, this, I that, and other. I specifically stated that he was trying to bring balance to the Force by getting rid of Palpatine, who was trying to say that there's only two Sith. Right, but you didn't think that he was trying to get rid of Vader. When I know Yoda says... Um, he, I don't even think Yoda references Palpatine he's trying when to get he's rid training of both Luke. I think he only talks to him about defeating Vader. He says the Emperor. Exactly, both of them. Because they both live by the rule of two. Well, so by getting of, rid of the them, rule of two was not a thing in the original trilogy. So he wouldn't that 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 original line from like five and six he wouldn't that would not have been a thought yet. But 
And by stating that, you're also saying that anything that George Lucas said after the prequels came out really shouldn't count. I'm saying he changed his mind and evolved over time because he's exactly which is also what I'm saying. So we agree. Okay, I I said we're saying the same thing. Like I don't know how long ago. I I love agreeing. I mean, I vigorous agreeance. That's what I'm gonna call this. This is aggressive negotiations. Yeah, because he said one thing in, in an interview back in the early 90s, and then clearly he changed and evolved as we came into the Clone Wars and had all these other characters who were not Jedi or Sith using the Force. And then eventually you have Disney who takes over and, and kind of changes the dynamic even more so with the whole gray character of the Bindu and kind of the bringing of Rey and Kylo towards the middle instead of being pulled polar opposites. So yeah, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't go off of, like, that's part of my argument that if, like, we can talk about, it just depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about legends, if you're talking about canon, it's a completely different story. If you're talking about stuff that George Lucas says, that's a third version of the story. So, like, we kind of have to, like, well, I think we're saying that's kind of the original version of, like, when George says something about, the prequels or he doesn't anymore because he doesn't own the rights to it. So I don't, he doesn't, he, he says kind of what he thought before, but like, he doesn't say, well, it was this, it's this way. But back when it was his, he would say, yes, I think this, or I think that about the force. Like at one point he says, no, I don't think Mace Windu's dead. He said that after the prequels release, when he still owns star Wars. Now, does that mean Mace Windu's alive out there? Because of Disney? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but a hundred percent, a hundred percent, it does. Because how else does Wesley play Rocket League with him? So, are you telling me that Wesley is the uh, is the convergence that divides George Lucas and Disney canon? I can agree with that. I, I just think that we're talking about the Force, and yes, it evolved from when George Lucas did the originals. There are some things like the Metaclorians were introduced in the prequel trilogy. It, the prequel, the the Metaclorians didn't. No one cared about midichlorians in the original trilogy, obviously. That is something that evolved. That is something That's that something quantified. That's something that Dietrich has argued multiple times when I brought up the whole inherently good, inherently bad, that the idea is midichlorians decide who can use the No. Tools. Oh, okay, yes. Okay, you just said two different... I'm sorry, you said inherently good or bad. I'm like, no, midichlorians because that's what I argued. force powers. And you yeah. would say it was midichlorians that would decide. Who's, no, not if you're good or bad. No, who could use the force? My idea is that you either have to be inherently good or inherently bad to use the Force. Your argument has always been that you have to have midi-chlorians in your blood in order to access the Force. And that hasn't even been brought up yet. Everybody has a level of these things. It's a spectrum, like I've said a million times. So, like, Anakin is, like, off the charts, off the, like, meter to the, if you're talking, like, a a low spectrum being on the left-hand side all the way to your right-hand side, Anakin is, like, past your right hand. Yoda is really close. Palpatine's on the right-hand side, but, like, Anakin on his own is past it. That's just the thing that doesn't make sense to me, because it doesn't make sense that Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker would be more powerful than Palpatine when, obviously, so... Excluding the sequels, because obviously he comes back to life or whatever, whatever that story is. So before he turned into, before he became Darth Vader in the suit, when he was in his complete organic body, he had the potential to be stronger than any force user there has ever been. And that's even stated on Mortis. That's why the father wanted him to take his place on Mortis. 
Anakin Skywalker had the potential to be the strongest. And I mean, even at the end of the Clone Wars series, um, I don't think Revenge of the Sith really does him justice in that regard. Because if if Clone Wars Season 7 Anakin went up against Clone Wars Season 7 Obi-Wan, I think it would have been skewed a little bit more in Anakin's favor. That's just an opinion. But Anakin's metachlorian count, it says he has the potential to be better than any other Jedi. Now, I don't think that necessarily means he will be. He just has a potential. And he was tracking to get there. But after he was um, defeated on Mustafar and put in the suit, a lot of his organic body was gone. Well, that's and that what I was going to ask. So do you think that would, like, him losing body parts would matter? Because it doesn't really matter, like, yes, you would have less blood in your body, but you your blood would still be pumping, and it would probably naturally produce more midichlorians. But also, does that mean that humans can't, like... Maybe even just the human race. Well, I was going to say anybody, but maybe just the human race can only handle so many midi-chlorians. Do you think that's what caused Anakin to be so emotional, to be so... Uh, I think Anakin's emotional because he was treated like crap by the council. No one ever gave him the right direction. Obi-Wan came right out of a Padawan to train. Like, he was a Padawan, and then, like, the next day, he's training Anakin. He was not prepared for that. I think that is the cause of Anakin's emotional... Um, so you don't Probably. think he had too much power, but like too many, too much force power. You know what I mean? I don't think so. No, I don't think. I don't. I think that may have been a factor in his corruption. Like, obviously that that contributed to his arrogance. But I think his arrogance was seated back when he was on. He was good at pod racing when he was a kid. Like he was good at stuff. And then as he became a padawan, as he got into the Jedi Order. He became a great sword, uh, great lightsaber duelist. He was strong with the force. Like stuff came to him very naturally. So obviously he thought of himself um, in a in a higher way. And no one was there to kind of what's 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 the word I'm looking for? No one was there to to be his father. Yeah, no, yeah, he didn't have a father figure. Qui Gon Jinn was dead. Like he was going to be the perfect father figure. And Obi Wan is more like a brother figure to him. Yeah, I know we talked about that. Um, Anakin says that. Yeah, he says that Obi-Wan was like a father to him in episode two, but it really is more like a brotherly relationship, in my opinion. Um, I think that's the cause of Anakin's emotional problems. But it is stated, I think, in canon, if I'm not mistaken, and if you guys know something different, correct me. But I don't, I, um, droids cannot be force sensitive, droids cannot tap into the force. In so you canon. have to have a soul. So therefore, Therefore, like the robotic parts of Vader's body aren't tapped into the Force. Then how can he use Force choke? Because he still has some organics left in him. Yeah, he doesn't uh, have arms. Yeah, like he can, like he can. <laughs> he has he, a arm. He probably doesn't even. I'd actually like to go back and rewatch to see, like, is his right arm organic? Yeah, now, now I want to see if yeah, he has is his right arms. arm organic or is it a robot? Oh, you know what? No, I think you're right. I think all his limbs are burned off by the yeah, end of. I'm pr- yeah. Because he has the robot hand he's using to crawl out of the out of the ash and fire. Yeah. Yeah, so he, A, uses the force to choke them, and he really doesn't need to use his hand. That's just something he does as a cool aesthetic thing. Or that's just one of those inconsistencies from the OT to the, to the uh, prequel trilogy. So he might just be used to doing that from the Clone Wars, because he did that several times using his hand. So he might just be used to that, make that motion, so it's like a muscle reflex kind of thing. 
So what I think it is, dude, I think that if you put a brain in a jar, it could still use the force. Do you think that could be possible? Well, I think it'd have to be connected to life well, support yeah, systems. Well, yeah, obviously it would. But, like, what if it was Palpatine in a jar on a robot? No. No? Really? Because there's no blood. There's no blood. There's no midichlorians to... They don't attach to organs. They are, exist in a blood, in the okay. bloodstream. Okay, yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, that's something that hadn't been explored. I, I don't know. I think I think maybe, too, Vader might use that hand to kind of focus the Force. Like, he's not putting the Force through his robotic hand, per se, but he that's that kind of helps him focus on what he's doing in the Force. Yeah, because he's done it before, like Dietrich said. He's done it before, or at least he's he's used his hands before, so it wouldn't be foreign to him. But do you think... So then that brings in the argument of if you were a baby... And all you've had since you were a baby was a torso and a head. Would you be able to use the force? Yes. Yeah, he's got blood. He's got blood. So, okay. So, if I was on the planet Hoth, I'd lost two legs. I'm in the Wampa Cave. He's about to eat my Could flesh. Could you force jump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if there, there's, a, there's a lot. Of, there's a, there, we're going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> well, yeah, because I think that's, I mean, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of this conversation. It's the nature of the force. You, like you say, robots can't use it, so the argument here is that possibly anybody with a heart and blood pumping... But what about General Grievous? He didn't use the Force. What? What are you talking about? He obviously used the Force. Didn't use the Force. You, he did so not so force. all robots can use lightsabers and use, like, jump super high? Yes. And So then why don't all robots... If they're programmed to do that. Why don't all robots use lightsabers that doesn't make any sense that only one in the entire history of canon is the well and grievous is an and like he's not totally robot he's not he's not totally a robot <laughs> so andrew dude i didn't mean to hurt your feelings so man. what i love general grievous too well what is he then if he's not 100 percent a robot He's he's a cyborg. He's he was once human and had bits and pieces of him replaced with the robotic parts as, as But does he, he have blood pumping? Uh no. He's completely robotic except for I think his brain and his uh lungs. So that kind of supports my idea. Does he of have if he you're might just have... a brain and in a robot, can you use the force? But it doesn't because he doesn't use the he force. He uses lightsabers. But that doesn't mean he uses the force. He does not I use was... the force. I'm pretty I mean, sure that is, in that is I'm pretty sure the, in, in the original trilogy they mentioned that you can't use a lightsaber without being able to use the force. Han uses it to cut open the uh Tauntaun. Yeah. They don't say that. They they imply that you have to have the force to master a lightsaber or something to that degree, but if you're an organic being, I don't think they were talking about robotic beings like you can program a robot to swing a laser sword and not cut itself. You know and what I'm saying? If you say that, I would agree with you, except that there's only one that does it. If that's true, then you would see more robots using lightsabers, jumping around, doing backflips, slicing people in half. Well, Grievous, Grievous didn't do backflips. So, okay, here's with the new Disney canon, a crystal is almost like a, a wand from Harry Potter, right? It has like a soul kind of thing. It connects to its user. Yeah. So Grievous had, to, Grievous had to kill all of those Jedi and steal their lightsabers. It, he was not on his own just able to find a crystal and make a lightsaber. Yeah, but couldn't, couldn't 
Darth Vader go around collecting lightsabers? I mean, didn't Palpatine kill Mace Windu? Couldn't he have taken Mace Windu's lightsaber and given it to a robot? Like, I don't know. I just don't agree with the whole any robot can use a lightsaber. Just because you would see more robots using lightsabers. Well, and that's the thing, but he's not completely a robot. I'm not saying that they can or can't. That's something to... And lightsabers are not super common. They're not, like, yeah. everywhere. And kyber crystals aren't, like, the most... Even in the prequel era, yeah, they're not, like, the you most... you say that, but there's, like, hundreds of Jedi that die in the prequels. Like, at least a hundred Jedi. Over, the, over a whole galaxy, though. Yes. There's and only, Grievous like, got a, a lot of their thousand. lightsabers. Yeah, and Grievous got a and lot of their lightsabers. And they're by clone troopers, <laughs> which are controlled by Palpatine, so easily he could have all of those lightsabers brought back to him. Palpatine wasn't using the clones maliciously until Order Exactly. Six. When they killed well, all was, the Jedi. So once directly. they killed all the Jedi, he could have yeah. had them bring back all their lightsabers. He would have had... Just they, from the prequels. But then they stopped using droids. They didn't use droids I know, that but that's... Fight. They didn't have well, a droid they did have a dro- they did have droids. They had elite droids. Yeah, they did have... They did have... Well, I mean, uh, they did, but they didn't have mass droid armies. They had... They had clones such... Yeah, they had, a, they had a mass elite droid army. And those droids could have used the lightsabers from the max... Or, so, like, could the dark troopers be given a lightsaber and be, like, That's why I disagree with the idea that, like, any robot could use a lightsaber because that would have been the most obvious course of action. All of those lightsabers... Well, I know Grievous was trained highly by Dooku. He was trained in the lightsaber arts. He, he never says he was trained in the ways of the Force. Grievous does not have the Force. I'm almost... I am almost a hundred percent sure. I am ninety nine percent sure. You're correct. He does. You're absolutely right. Yep. But I feel like if Grievous could be trained to use the Force, or not the Force. I'm sorry. If Grievous could be trained to use lightsabers, then the elite droids could have also been trained to use lightsabers. Like you could have. It would have been just as easy to teach twenty of them, not just one. I think that's true, but I think for one, it would just make the droids either a overpowered and. Like, how do you kill them? How do you kill them? Grievous was special. Or, Grievous really was a unique being in the fact that, like, he was bloodthirsty. He didn't think always like a droid, but he used droid mechanics to overwhelm and scare and, like, just try to... Oh, yeah, like, well, he that's because he had a human brain. I don't know if he had a human brain. He had a human lungs. Yeah, like, but that's what I, that's that he goes... Was, he was a human... Turned, I feel like that's kind of a point towards my argument that, like, if you were just a brain... In a robot body, you could be a very strong oh. lightsaberist. Okay, I guess that's that's a different thing. I guess. Mm. I mean, I kind of. Yeah, I mean, you can. Maybe, maybe not. I, I can see the force. that. I mean, I did say you could use the force. That. I guess if Grievous can't use the force, then that would. I mean, it would make sense. I... So I don't want to give anything away, but in my campaign, the y'all are playing, you're about to see just the scenario that you're describing. Well, that's why, and that's what I was thinking. Like, I think it would. Obviously, it won't won't be cool now. A brain in a jar connected to a yeah, robot. Yeah, that's what that's what I was saying. Like that would be so cool. But like hey. you said, you kind of have to have midichlorians. Okay, and that yeah, in that example, if the brain was like controlling a vessel, so if know, the brain, if the, if the being with the brain had been trained in lightsaber forms, then died, but they saved the brain, put it in a vat of whatever they used to save brains, like they did in Futurama, <laughs> right? Or or they kind of do it in Star Wars too. Star Starorama the podcast.
Anyway, so they, they put that thing inside some vat and connect it to a robot and then give the robot lightsabers. It would probably be able to fight pretty good. It may not be able to use the force, but it will be able to use lightsabers. Yeah, I agree with that. So lightsaber combat, yes. Force, no. And we're talking about the nature of the force. So, you know, I think I think it's a cool thing to explore, though. I, I would like to see Disney explore that realm of lightsaber combat of the force itself. That would be pretty cool to see. Yes, it would. I don't know. I honestly, I don't think that'd be cool at all. I think that would be really stupid. Wow, what's going on? <laughs> let's, let's go. Dang, and Andrew, Andrew was really like, he was very, very enthusiastic about the brains and the jars. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> gotta be the contrarian, dude. <laughs> no, that would be actually pretty cool. Well, you're the common. I still think it would be so cool to like to see some Jedi's fighting against a bunch of elite droids that have lightsabers. Like, I think that would not have been overpowered and that force users would have still come out on top, but that it would have been a cool, I think that's, I think that's definitely plausible. I mean, you kind of see it with Magna guards. I mean, the, the Magna guards, the droids that are with Grievous, you kind of see that they don't use lightsabers, but they have the electro staffs that can clearly hold their own against lightsabers. So then let me ask you this. Correct. Do you think there's any lightsabers that exist very similar to Futurama where they're just clubs and they don't actually slice, they just beat? In Legends, in Legends that exist. <laughs> it, yeah. But I just think it kind of defeats the purpose of... I, I know, I know. I, was just, I thought it would be funny to bring up. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, like Dietrich said, that is a... That is a thing in Legends. Legends has a lot of weird lightsaber. Like they got lightsaber whips and. Well, so does Canon. What about like? Oh yeah, the, that's true. There is a light whip in Canon. I forgot what about like Jedi that. baseball or Jedi hockey. That'd be kind of sick, dude. Dude, that'd be crazy. Now we're getting to the deep war. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna tell you what. Like, I would watch a mini series of Jedi versus Sith Yo, hockey tournaments. Okay, imagine this. Imagine watching a mini series where we follow Padawans who get sorted into several different Jedi houses as they get trained by various masters. Interesting. And then they have to play some game, not like Quidditch, but totally Quidditch, except this, you know, with like force powers or something. Star Potter, the podcast. So it could like a helmet could kind of sort them into different houses, huh? And they could stay like yeah, it could be like no, it should be like a droid. It should be like a sorting a sorting droid. droid, huh? It should it should be like a K two S O. And you know what? One one house could have more of an affinity for the dark side, so like oftentimes their people kind of like turn, and they can be kind of the bad house, right? So you got like the Loth Wolf oh. house. You have the um, the you would have what's, the what's the Godzilla house. What's the Godzilla thing from uh... the crate dragon house? That would be the oh, crate yeah. dragon yeah, house. The crate dragon. <laughs> yeah. So we got. So so far we have the uh, the loth the loth wolf. So the Sith could speak in tongues. <laughs> yes, the, the Sith can speak dragon tongue. Draco Malfoy <laughs> sounds like an amazing Sith name. Now, now we're we are crossing another bridge. We are getting so close to like. <laughs> The uh, across uh, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? The multiverse. We're we're getting That's into right. the multiverse. The multiverse. I would I, I would be down. So we got Lothwolf House, Tauntaun House, Crate Dragon House, and what's going to be like? There the would, weird no. House. What about the 
I guess what's Tauntaun the Jedi house? What's the the monkey lizard? What's the one? We don't have a Jedi house. Like the what Jabba? are you talking about? No, they're all Jedi, man. What are you talking about? What? That's like yeah, saying we... that's like saying Harry Potter needed a wizard house. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the weird. What thing would the this is, what, what would the equivalent of what would be the good house? The the lawfully good house. That's definitely the Lothwolf house. Yeah, Lothwolves are definitely a side. Yeah, light side mm-hmm. animals for sure. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, space yeah. whales. Oh, the space whale house. Purgle. Yeah, Purgles. That could be the Purgle house. That's the Hufflepuff. That is the yeah, Hufflepuff. That of is Star definitely Wars the universe. Hufflepuff. I like it. <laughs> yeah, we need to write to Disney right now. We got a whole mini series. Well, Let's go. Yeah, but now they have to like they have to buy it from Warner Brothers. I think they could do it though. They've got the cash. They got the so cash. Disney buy Harry Potter. We are pitching the idea of Jedi Potter. Whatever. That's do with this what you will. Just don't Disney, use Potter if you are listening. Just in. Come up with a new name. That's like a cheap ripoff. Like copy my homework, but don't make it seem like you copy. It's my homework. That's, that's what a parody is, man. They don't have to pay anybody. The Harry Jedi series. So we've had a lot of really good ideas about the Force. Um, we've had, we've definitely had some uh, contention here on Dual Cores the podcast tonight, which is fine. I, I'm all about the contention. It breeds more questions, more discovery for us to tap into. Um, it really gets the creative juices flowing, if you will. So with that, we're we're gonna turn it over to the Jedi Grandmaster himself, Yoda, for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. <laughs> Crossover, the word of the week is. <laughs> um, Master Yoda, so uh, how do you get crossover? What what exactly did we cross over? Hmm, list I have compiled. First, um, Star Trek we have crossed over with. Number two, Futurama we have crossed over with. Number three, Harry Potter we have crossed over with. <laughs> um, if technical you want to be, also with sports, hockey, um, an overall strange night it has been. <laughs> so, uh, Master Yoda, do you have any um, favorite uh, fictional worlds that are not Star Wars? Hmm. Star Trek. Good show it is. <laughs> Scotty, beat me up, you will. <laughs> Uh, Master, uh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, so, are you into Harry Potter at all? Hmm, Harry Potter, yes. Wizard, you are Harry. <laughs> um, Dumbledore, weird he is. Never, never straightforward he is. Well, Master Yoda, you're you're kind of the same way. Mm, no, 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 not at all. So, Master Yoda, if you were in a uh, Harry Potter house, what what house do you think you would be a part of? Hmm. Green like the Slytherin I am. <laughs> but courageous I am, like a Gryffindor. <laughs> hmm. I, I would be very interested to see you in the Sorting Hat, Master. I think it actually would cover you all the way. Um, I, I don't even think it could fit on your head. Hmm. With my ears at me. <laughs> Big ears I have. <laughs> yeah, Um. so Master Yoda, if, if I could pick a Hogwarts house for you, you seem... You seem more like a Hufflepuff to me sometimes. What? <laughs> Hufflepuff. <laughs> Ooh, purgles, purgles of the Harry Potter universe they are. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's pretty pretty on the nose actually. That's, that's kind of what we talked about. Hmm, yes, insulted I am. 
Gryffindor I am. Courageous I am. Hmm. Hufflepuff you are. Okay, that's... I've taken a test, Master Yoda, online. I'm definitely a Gryffindor. That is... Uh Oh, that, that's a little much, Master. This is a family-friendly show. You can't be saying that. Mm. Say what I want, I will. Fictional I am. Well. <laughs> it's past Yoda's bedtime. <laughs> he gets cranky at night. Mm. Past all your bedtimes it is. When 900 years old you are, bedtime you will not have. <laughs> Honestly, dead you probably will be. Yeah... Well, Master, it's, it's been pretty fun arguing with you about all of this. Um, Master, you're getting more and more savage as we uh, get into this podcast. <laughs> when 900 years old you are, savage you will be. <laughs> Tired of all the crap you'll be. <laughs> well, the, that's a Master Yoda that just sounds uh, old, crotchety, and defeated. <laughs> so with that, we bring you to the end of another episode of Dork Wars the Podcast. Remember to subscribe to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Patreon, our Instagram page. Go look us up. Just look up Dork Wars the Podcast link tree, and you will see every one of the links that we have where you can listen to our show, where you can follow us and support us. So thank you very much, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars the Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars the Podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Bantha Poodoo production.